Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of Adulting 101, The Pod. In this episode, we're talking about professional development and exploring ways that we can become better professionals. Hi guys, today we're talking about professional development. As a young professional, there are so many things that we're expected to learn along the way, and it can be really difficult. I'm going to share some things that have helped me along my professional journey, not just in the field of law, but my entire working experience. Those internships as a teenager, my first few jobs in administration, event planning, communications, and media. There are a lot of mistakes that I've made, and there are a lot of awesome tips that I've learned along the way. Now, while every profession is different, there are definitely some fundamental tips that all professionals can use. And this is not just for persons who are in the corporate space, but it's also for those who are in non-traditional industries, even those who work for themselves. So let's get into talking about some of the things that I feel every professional should know. So right out the gate, the very first thing that I think is extremely important, and I'm sure that you guys will be like, Andrena, that's basic, is being punctual. Guys, being on time is one of the most important parts or aspects of being a professional, at least when you're trying to make a good impression. So of course, you know, when you have the interview, you you try to show up on time, you dress your best and you put your best foot forward. But when we get into the job, sometimes we kind of just get lazy or traffic gets the best of us and we don't always show up on time. You just don't want to be the person who's always running late. And this is not just if you are an employee. It could also be if you own your own business. Imagine your working hours are from 10 to 5 and that's what the public knows, right? I show up to your store at 10 o'clock and you're not there. I'm going to give you a 15 minute grace period but if it is that you don't show up on time, more than likely you've lost my business. Now, if it is that you're an employee, you don't want to be the person who's never on time and not reliable. So some of the things that we can do to make sure that we're prepared ahead of time, because we know that sometimes there are just things that are out of our control. If you know your commute takes about 15 minutes without traffic, that means that with the traffic, it's probably going to take 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Try to leave the house a little bit earlier. Prepare your meals before time and do some small things that make sure sure that you are going to show up on time for your employees and your clients. So the next one is communicating effectively. And I cannot tell you how important communication is. Communication is really one of those very important points and something that can ensure that your workplace is successful. So let's talk about communication and why in my experience, I've tried to over communicate sometimes just to make sure that everybody knows we're on the same page. Some of the things that I make sure I do are responding to emails. So I know that some of us have inboxes that are overflowing and oftentimes we just don't get to respond to everyone, but it can be really frustrating for the person on the other end, not getting an update, not receiving any communication and kind of just left hanging to figure out what's happening. So I always try to prioritize at least my email. I'm always going to start prioritizing whatever is urgent first. And then I'm going to go down my line of emails, but I at least try to respond to everyone. Communication also means talking to your boss, to your coworkers, any problems or issues that you can foresee, you should bring it up. If it is that you need clarification or you need help, communicate that as well. If you're running late and you know you're not going to make a meeting or you're not going to make it to work on time, nothing is wrong with sending a quick email or sending a WhatsApp for those of us who have our bosses on WhatsApp to be like, Hey, 
I'm not going to be in the office as early as I thought I was going to be. Communication really opens up those lines. And remember, when you're communicating, be as respectful as possible. Sometimes a lot of things get lost in text. Someone can't predict your tone and sometimes they don't know exactly how you're coming off. So you want to make sure that when you are communicating, especially via text, you're trying to keep it as respectful as possible so people don't take it the wrong way. But communication is something that I always fall back on because I prefer to over update and always let people know exactly what's going on. And this brings me to my next point, And that is putting things in writing and keeping a paper trail. I cannot express enough how important it is to always have something in writing employees. And for those of us who have our own businesses as well. So let's say that your employer, your supervisor, your manager, or even a coworker, You've had a verbal discussion about a task that you are supposed to execute, or perhaps you have asked them to take on a specific responsibility. Now, there's no paper trail of that conversation ever occurring. And so one of my tips is to always follow up verbal conversations with an email. So you can say something like, hey, just following up with our conversation, I'm going to make sure that I do X, Y, Z, and you can update me whenever you're completed with this particular task, just to make sure that everybody's on the same page. And it's not always for the blame game, because of course, if something goes south, then you want to make sure you can pull up those receipts. But it's also sometimes just to have a record of who's doing what, when they're doing what, and when it's supposed to happen. If you have a client, right, you own your own business and you have a particular deliverable and it is attached to a specific scope of work, but your client wants to change that scope of work. Maybe you've had a verbal discussion about it, but you haven't necessarily put the terms in writing or changed the terms of the contract. You want to make sure that you follow up with an email with whatever it is that the client has asked for and make sure you include it in your new scope of work. And I would also say, change the contract if it's necessary. Make sure you get some sort of acknowledgement from your client or at least get them to sign some kind of document acknowledging and agreeing that they have changed your scope of work. The last thing that you want to do is have to rely on some sort of verbal agreement and then it becomes a he said, she said. So the next tip is to be proactive and that means just taking initiative to get things done and not really waiting around for someone to have to tell you what to do. So there are a lot of instances when we know the exact route that we should take for a particular project, a deliverable, a task that has been asked of us. But perhaps, especially as young professionals, we don't necessarily have the confidence sometimes that it takes to speak up and make suggestions or take initiative on a particular project. I always say it's important to be proactive, but you don't want to go on a frolic of your own and just do the thing that you think is right. If it is outside of what you've been asked, it goes back to communication. There's always a space for us to go to our superiors, go to our coworkers and say, Hey, I think it would be great if we tried this. It'll save us a lot of time. And I think that the finished product would be a lot better. It shows your employer that you're thinking outside of the box. And it also shows them that you can take leadership and initiative on certain tasks. If it is that you're working with a client, perhaps they've come to you with a certain way that they want their business done. If it is that you foresee by your professional experience that that's probably not going to be the best outcome for them, take some initiative and let them know the avenue that you think is best and why. And I think it reflects so much better on us as professionals when we kind of, for lack of a better word, speak our mind. 
and our confidence in our craft and we find better solutions to solving problems. Now, my next tip is definitely for us young professionals who have just embarked on our journey in our respective careers. And a lot of times we don't realize that we don't know everything. So I came out of law school and I knew I did not know everything for sure, but I didn't know how much I didn't know. And I had to remind myself that there was a learning curve. And so that's my next point, making sure that you remember that there is a learning curve in every single industry. You don't know everything and you have to give yourself some grace. Allow yourself some time to become familiar with the industry that you're in. Remember, we spent a lot of years in college, in university, learning all of the theory and some practice as well. But when it comes time to get out into the real world, it's like college on steroids. And so we have to remember that every single situation that we're going to find ourselves in has not been explained while we were in our academic journey. Of course, we're keen to learn and of course we want to make sure that we get it right. But just remember, and I think that any good employer should know that their employees, especially new employees, are always going to go through a learning curve. And this is not just for young professionals. It's also for more mature professionals who have either been promoted into a higher ranking position or maybe you're pivoting into another industry. Remember that there is always going to be something new to learn. And while we're going to be extremely excited to learn about it, you have to give yourself grace during that learning period so that you don't come down too hard on yourself when you're not getting everything right. Okay, so my next tip is being a team player. And guys, you all know that when we were in high school, when we were in college, everybody dreaded teamwork. As soon as somebody said, get into groups, we were just like, oh my gosh, why? I here. But the teamwork never ends. I'm here to tell you it, the teamwork literally never ends. And I have learned this time and time again in my professional journey. There's always going to be someone to work with. And at the end of the day, all of us come from diverse cultures, diverse backgrounds, and we have different perspectives on life. And so being able to work with persons who have different personalities and execute tasks in a different manner is really something that we have to work on. Even if you are working for yourself, you're going to end up at some point collaborating with a subcontractor or maybe even your client and nobody is you. So they're not going to approach things the same way you are. So we kind of have to put to the back of our mind the fact that we don't really love maybe working with people, but being a team player can really get you a lot further. And at the end of the day, I always say too, it's a lot harder to try doing everything on your own. While of course you're going to have some tasks that you have to execute on your own, there are tasks that you really need a team effort for. Remember that you're a part of the team and everybody's contribution is important. So try to work well with others. Try to communicate as well. Try to give updates. Try to ask people their opinion and be a little bit more considerate when we're working with people. So the next tip that I have is to always keep learning. And I think that this tip is probably one of the most important tips. In all of our industries, it's always important for us to keep looking for opportunities to learn and grow in our work. So what does this mean? It means that maybe you're, you're reading journals or you're reading articles about the specific part of the industry that you are in. You're keeping up to date with news. You are looking at new technologies and you're looking at new equipment that you can use to get your work done a lot more efficiently. It means that maybe you're attending training sessions and workshops to see how you can utilize your resources a lot better or how you can sharpen your skills set. So maybe you have 
started a role that requires some leadership skills and you have never had to lead or manage a group of people. You have your degree in law, medicine, communications, but you've never led a group of people. An easy way to try to sharpen your skill set or produce a skill set in leadership is to try to see if there's a certification that's affordable that will give you some information on how you can approach this new aspect of your job. So we really do have to keep learning and looking for ways to ensure that we remain competitive and to ensure that we are satisfied with our ability to execute our tasks. Now, the next tip is also a very important one, and that is progress over perfection. Now, a lot of us want everything to be perfect. Before we make that submission to our boss, before we send that final draft or final email to our clients, we want it to be perfect. And while of course it's very important for us to ensure that our final product is something that we've done to the best of our ability, perfection can sometimes be crippling. It encourages procrastination and, and sometimes we just feel like we can't hit the mark that we have set for ourselves. For me, I really prefer to do the very best that I can do and not stall myself thinking that something else can be done or maybe I should make this a little bit more perfect. This whole idea of progress over perfection also comes back to communication. So I like to send a final draft sometimes and say, hey guys, this is what I've come up with. Please let me know if you have any further comments or if there's anything else I can add to this draft to make it better. And from then I know if I'm on track or if I'm not on track or if I need to go back to the drawing board. I'm not spending hours debating in my mind whether or not this is perfect enough to send off and wasting time and resources really. So for young professionals especially, I know we want to make the best impression that we can, but we have to remember that everything can't be perfect and sometimes we just need to hit submit. The next tip is to be adaptable. And a lot of times we come into our new jobs, our new professions, or even professions that we've had, and we don't want to change. Things have been the way they have been and they have been working. So why are we going to upset that process? Being able to be flexible is an awesome trait for any employee to have. If things are not working one way and someone has brought it to your attention, even if it makes you a little bit uncomfortable, it's okay to explore that alternative, especially if it is that it's going to make your job easier or if it's going to allow you to work more effectively. So adaptation and being able to adapt is really one of those things that happen I think very frequently for me. We might try to execute a project in one way because we think it's the best way and midway we have to change our entire outlook and sometimes you have to do it on the spot and it gets frustrating I understand but that's just the world of work and clients do the same thing if it is that you have your own business. They may have that initial consultation with you and you set out an entire plan to approach something one way and then they may change their mind and say well you know what I think I want to do it this way I just got some in inspiration or I saw something different and I think that this aligns better with what I want. We have to be flexible and figure out how we can meet people halfway. The next one is being accountable and taking responsibility for your own actions and owning up to your own mistakes. Very important. It shows maturity and it shows that you are okay with being wrong sometimes. So something goes wrong, you've made a mistake, you've made an error, there was an oversight on your part. I have learned that it's better to just 
hold yourself accountable and say, listen, this was an oversight on my part. My apologies. It's not going to happen again. Let me see how I can make this work. So it's not just for me taking responsibility, but also trying to offer an alternative or trying to find a remedy. So I pair accountability and trying to at least buffer the situation together. And I think that that combination works. While you're not trying to make mistakes over and over and over again, there are going to be times when you just don't foresee the issue that is going to come up. When that happens, it's okay to say, listen, I was wrong. I didn't, I should not have approached it in this way. If you truly reasonably feel that, you know, you were wrong and see if there's any way or there's any avenue that you can make whatever you did wrong right. And so my next tip is that you cannot be everywhere all at once. We have to set boundaries and we have to realize that you don't have to be the yes person all the time, particularly for us excited young professionals. I know it is so easy to fall into the trap of trying to do everything and impress your employee. If you become the person who always says yes, never says no, and they feel like you can take on everything, well, they're going to give you all the tasks to do. And that is an easy way to lead to burnout. And so it's not very easy to draw that line. And I get it. Because at the end of the day, we always want to make sure that we show up and we show out. But remember, but remember you are a person too, and you don't want to lead yourself to burnout. So setting boundaries in the workplace is very important early on and respectfully, of course, if it is that, you know, you can't stay back late at work frequently, just let everybody know. And if it is that you don't feel like you can take on more tasks than you have already been given, then it's important to let everybody know where you stand. Of course, we always use our discretion and we do it within reason, but reminding ourselves that we can't always be that yes person and we have to leave some fuel for ourselves and our own tasks is very important. My next point is setting realistic timelines. Now, this was something that I experienced time and time again, and it was, situ it was situations where my superiors would ask me, okay, well, how long is this particular task going to take you? And I'm in my mind like, well, um, I don't, I have, it's bit literally crickets. Like how, why do you want me to tell you how long this is going to take me? Why can't you just tell me when you want it? And so I had a situation where my superior told me, well, this could take me a week and insinuating that it should take me a week. Now that was an error on my part because my senior, of course, had a wealth of experience and was able to execute the task a lot faster than I would have been able to. However, based on my inexperience and my desire to satisfy my superior, I was like, sure, I could do that in a week, no problem. Now I wanna let you all know that the end of the week was approaching and I was nowhere near finishing. And I realized then that I should have never agreed to such a tight timeline. Now, while I communicated and let my superior know exactly what was happening, going back to communication, all of that could have been avoided if I just in that moment set a more realistic timeline for myself. If you know it's going to take you three weeks, if you know it's going to take you two months, it's important to set a timeline that you know you can work with. Okay, so my next point 
is I think that all of these points are important, but my next point is to advertise your talents. It is very important, particularly for those who own their own business, but also for others who are employed by organizations and companies to advertise your talents and let people know what you're capable of. If people don't know your potential, what you can achieve, what your experiences are and how you can be an asset to them, they will never think of you in certain circles or for projects or for consultancies. So you have to utilize whatever medium you feel is best to ensure that people know what you are capable of. This means taking advantage of social media. This means bringing it up in casual conversation. This means networking and, you know, letting people know exactly what your background is and what you're good at. So let's say you're a photographer. So actually, I'll use this experience to illustrate. So I was looking for a photographer to do some headshots for me. And I had a photographer, but they were going on vacation. They were unable to do it in the timeline I wanted. No problem. So now I'm looking for a photographer. I went on Instagram and I'm typing in, okay, photographer in my, you know, region, area, etc. And And the name of this particular photographer popped up. I said, all right, well, let me look at their Instagram profile. They had a vast portfolio displaying exactly what type of photography that they do, their prices, and they had a website. So I was able to click very easily onto their website, see a little bit more detailed information and make a booking if I chose to. I found that that was an awesome way of just capitalizing on social media. And so many of us do it, but sometimes you don't think about it. If it were not for that person's Instagram page, I would have never made that booking. So I'm just encouraging us to showcase our talents. If you have a boutique, you do nails, you're into beauty, graphic design, especially if you have your own business, it's important to boost that post, share your posts, make sure you update your social media profile and let people know what you're capable of. For other professionals maybe who are seeking work with organizations or companies, LinkedIn is a great way to effectively showcase your talents as well. If you use LinkedIn effectively and your profile is reflective of your academic journey, your professional qualifications, your skills, your certificates. You are updating perhaps the things that you have achieved along your professional journey. You never know. The next employment opportunity could be because you have advertised your talents. Sometimes we feel like, listen, I'm too humble for this. I don't want anybody to know. But a lot of times the next opportunity is right there waiting if we just let people know what we're capable of. Now guys, the last thing that I'm going to talk about today, and I think that, I know I've been saying all of them are the most important, but this is the most important. And I'm leaving it for last because I want us to make sure that we remember that work-life balance is a thing. Mental health is important and we don't want to lead ourselves into burnout. So I threw the question out to the community and I asked you guys on Instagram about the professional tips that everybody should know about, you know, and work-life balance was one of those things that came up a lot. And I think that our generation is really understanding that work-life balance is key. I've always said that I don't live to work. I work to live. It's a very simple philosophy, but it has allowed me to shape my idea of what work is and to choose the type of work that I want to do. Now, work-life balance is very important because at the end of the day, we're human and we need time to do the things that we enjoy. So while work takes up a huge chunk 
of our lives, we have to make sure that we're always saving time to do the things that we enjoy. And that is different for everybody. So it could be that you enjoy traveling. It could be that you enjoy being in nature, reading a book, going to the beach, whatever it is, going to the gym, whatever it is you enjoy and it brings you peace and happiness in life, always try to make time to do that. In our previous episode, we were talking with Elena Gomes about mental health and healthy coping mechanisms. And I think that one of the healthy coping mechanisms that we can use to make sure that we are boosting our mental health is to make sure that work is not taking over our entire life. Remember guys, our mental health is key and we cannot be productive employees and be happy people if it is that we're not balancing the things in life that are important. We want to try to avoid burnout and stress at all costs. And guys, everybody is different. So I know that all of these tips may not fit squarely into your professions, but I hope that at least some of them will help you along your professional journey. Let's remember to give ourselves grace when we're entering a new profession or even when we are continuing on our journey in our professions. So that's it for episode five on professional development. I'll check you on the next episode of Adulting 101, The Pod.